I've been so. 45 degrees, 60 degrees on the runway, and aside from having to clean my pants out a little bit, I was totally fine. Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. Hi, John. Hey, how's it going? Hey, John. This looks uh, welcome. Looks like camera has fingerprints on it or something there, doesn't it? You know, we, we expected quality 4K out of you, John. <laughs> uh, I thought we were expecting we reschedule. Eight. I mean, you need to get I, your shit fixed. I came to let you down. Look at this. I got microfiber. <laughs> well, like, you're more of a pro yes, than me because I didn't notice. <laughs> Still not good. Well, welcome. Watch hey. JR Go is with us. Finally, our this first guest. Pretty, this is pretty exciting. It is. This guy's famous. We got famous people on here now. Oh, listen I am to, not. Listen to the stats: three hundred and seventy-two thousand subs on YouTube. Wow, Indeed how much not. did that cost? You can buy subs. You can buy <laughs> how much did that cost? <laughs> I tell you what, guys. John got me through COVID because I was on the couch. <laughs> oh. Luckily here in Kansas, uh, there was like no COVID and nothing closed. So I just kept working every day like nothing happened. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. He had this giant shop. He, I think he said he had the biggest shop on YouTube. I did. I did. And then and then months later, he's back in his garage. Uh, well, two years later. I kept it for quite a while. <laughs> but, you know, the shop was a, it was a handful and it didn't really change much for me other than give me a bunch of room to keep a bunch of cars that I shouldn't have kept. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the cars kind of grew out of control. And as time went on, I was like, I should sell all of this. And I kind of. Wow. Mm. Well, I mean, you, you are the hardest working YouTuber. I mean, it seems like you crank a video out a day almost. Yeah, that's uh, for about three years. It was truly daily. Now it's kind of daily slash every other day. So mm -hmm. now I take a break when I want. Jeez, I wish I could take a day off. <laughs> so we saw you in Kansas. Yeah, at Airstrip Attack. Yes, sir. So I went back and I, I, I sent the link to the boys. I go, so you remember at the because we went to the hotel where the water was was no. Oh, hot water. we had no hot water. Yeah. And and Dan, and Dan decided to move hotels, and I'm like, ah, they'll fix this. They're saying they're going to fix it tonight. They yeah, never they fixed it. They, I, it may have been weeks. They may have <laughs> never fixed it. That <laughs> hotel could still have cold water. Hotel rule 101: When they tell you they have no hot water, you rebook. Yeah. Run. <laughs> um, but it ended up being an amazing party because um, 1320 was with us. Of course, we had Kyle and the boys. So we all went out to dinner and had that car show on Main Street. And we mm -hmm. came back and had the pool until two in the morning, like screaming, playing like volleyball. Everybody was in the whole hotel was in the pool. Holy and for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they kept asking. We heard people from like the third story saying they could hear us, but they would just come down and show up and hang out. And it was a good that's time. Hilarious. Well, that's funny. They made they did a video on us. Five. I think it was called 5000 horsepower Porsches or something. Oh, and yes. Dan, yes. Dan always tells the story because he he and I both have red red 911s. And he's like, that's the that's the most. What do you what do you say, Dan? That's like a video oh, about me that it, I wasn't yeah. even in. Yeah, it, it's it's like a video about my life. And I'm not the main character. In fact, I'm not even a character. I'm not. Even, <laughs> like I show people the video and I'm like, yeah, look, that's me like walking in the background, getting in my truck. You know, that's that's the biggest part I have. But that was the I think that may have been the first time I met. I met John. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe at 2K before. Yeah, okay, I yeah, because 2K is March. Was that the Kansas that you took to Adam? Yes, that's the one where I blew the Adam up. I almost bought that Adam. Did you? Yeah, from uh, Chong. From Chong? Yeah. Yeah, I really, really tried to buy it. I wanted that car, but uh, the titling issues, I couldn't get it done because it was titled as a Dodge something. Yeah, but he got that fixed. Uh, I, I was like, just bring me the car and figure out the title whenever you have time. And he got it changed to Ariel oh. Coupe on the title. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, he, he didn't when I tried to buy it. So I ended up having to buy another one because we can't have them here in Texas. So we got to do see. the Montana thing. And then, yeah. So it was, it was, it was funny. He, in fact, Chong was even telling me about it. He's like, yeah, this guy bought it and then he blew it up. And it was, dude, he felt so bad. And I, it, the whole thing was, 
I told all this story in my video. It's like kind of a little bit of a long story, but basically I buy a lot of, you know, fully built cars and then I get them home and they make like one pull and blow up because they were hanging on by a thread when I bought them. Apparently <laughs> like yeah, it well. just kept happening to me. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the used car game. So you can't be too upset about it. Y you know what you signed up for. It's a used mm -hmm. car that makes, you know, stupid horsepower. That one made uh 400 and change before I bought it on a, you know, a, a four cylinder Honda. Yeah. And he, he was like, this car will dominate and it will never break. I've made hundreds and hundreds of pulls and it's won all of these races. It had already been kicked out of like the uh, cash days in Kansas City. They had banned him from coming because it was so fast and it was beating like leader bikes. Wow. So uh, eventually well, they banned the car and I was like, I'll take it. Like as long as this, I just want to buy one car that doesn't break. He said it will not break. And it blew up on the fourth pass. Oh my well, God. it's like Dan says, it only goes spin, spin, spin so many times before it goes spin, 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 clank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin, spin, click, 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 click. I okay. ended up buying, uh, there was a twin charged one for sale. So it was the, the Echo Tech and the supercharger and a turbo on top of that. And it okay. ran pretty good. It was pretty fast. It made 400 to the wheels, but I got rid of it before it blew up. Smart. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. I, I yeah. had to pour money into mine and then get rid of it. We made we made good power. We made we made 550 wheel and Whoa. PFI speed was like, if you want, we can go to 600 wheel right now. I can add three degrees and it'll do the 600. But you're going to be out of turbo and injector after that. Hmm. So that was my goal was 600 wheel. And I, I settled for, you know, 600 and change crank. And the engine was built for 900 horsepower, which is crazy with a power to weight like that, you know, yeah, that's car. too much power. And then driving yeah. at anything over like a hundred is just sketchy. Oh, it's so painful. It's Nobody understands that all good. that wind in your face, you're just, you're straining to live. Yeah. To I remember that top of your video where Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson was like, Ugh. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bought the glasses. I, those glasses are in the garage right now. The, the leather glasses. Yeah. The, yeah. Yes. I've got those just for the atom. Okay. So you basically okay. put it back together. Did you do another dyno pull or was that the five, the almost 600? That was, that was okay. our, we made uh, I think what's crazy is we made uh 200 with no boost with a K series, basically one, one eighty five or something at the tire. NA. Yeah. NA. And then, you know, cause we, we missed, we messed up. Like it didn't have the right wastegate spring in it. It was wide open. So then we fixed the wastegate and came back and made 550. And I was like, I just don't want it to blow up. And he's like, all right, we'll leave it alone. I raced a um, an MR2 with a K20. Yes. It made, it made a thousand horsepower, that thing. that It's the engine. It's so cheap. It's so, well, I say it's so cheap because you can buy a K-Series for like 500 bucks. And then when you have a 900 horsepower K-Series, it was $7,000. But it's no Porsche engine. I, what what I are we mean... talking about here? Porsche engines are eight times that. Look at us going, oh, wow, that, that's expensive. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seven now, grand to make a thousand horsepower is a pretty good deal. Yeah. I've seen a ton of your videos. I know you've, you've bought, you bought a Boxster. You've had a 944. Yep. But no 911 yet? No 911 because the only 911 I'll actually settle for is a Turbo S. And I just don't <laughs> want to pull the trigger on a 991 uh one or two turbo s right mm. it's it's still a lot of money and it's because i missed out you know what they were cheap they were like 90 grand for a while and now they're back to 130 so i can't bring myself to do it yeah, yeah once was... you see that price floor it gets really hard when you yeah you know, but it was this i i offered to buy brian's because i know he paid 100 for one of them like 99 and i was like i'll give you that 100 right now he was like 130 dude too late <laughs> and that's a 15 right you, you could yes, i remember yeah the 15s are around 100 he's got two 15s he's got the the by design 800 horse one and then he's got a full bolt on 15 that's got beautiful red interior burmester all the good stuff was that the one in kansas the gray one the gray one's the by design he still has that you. nothing but problems man you know well it, it, you get into making some power and it is nothing but problems tell us about but, it it's broken. Uh, it broke the exhaust manifolds. They they cracked. And of course, then it didn't have any boost. I think that happened after airstrip attack. And it's had kind of nonstop problems with um, the throttle bodies and a few other weird things. And right now it's getting by design said it needs an engine harness. So it's getting a whole new engine harness right now. What? So wait, what a crazy failure. The by design intake broke? Uh, the exhaust manifold, the like titanium oh. exhaust manifold. It cracked okay. from heat stress. But 
that car gets driven as it should i love driving it it's beautiful yeah. is that the one you went 216 in in kansas 16 that's uh that's the huracan that we've got and yeah my mclaren too i think i finally beat that in my mclaren before I, the day i sold it i was driving to the new owner i was like i gotta make one more pull yeah 12 you, c you, 12 c you you drove yeah. that from where uh i bought that in uh anaheim california Anaheim. that's right yep and we drove it straight home um i bought like pulled out of the auction drove home and that was an adventure because the whole time, you know, as soon as I bought it, it started flashing the check engine light. Uh -huh. And he was like, there's nothing wrong with it. And of course, I talked to some people before I even left. Like I turned out of the parking lot, went to a gas station and started calling people. I called Hoovy. I was like, dude, what's up with this 12C? He was like, it's got failing cam phasers. Ooh. And I was like, mm. all right, I'm taking it back then because they said I could get my money back if I wasn't satisfied. And then I called um, one of the McMedics, Kevin. And he was like, it's not the cam phasers. It's definitely the driveline damper. The codes that you're seeing are always indicative of a failing driveline damper. They have uh, basically what should be a flywheel, right? It's a big rubber damp thing, just like the Porsche 944. Mm. And it just has a big rubber isolator in there to, it's supposed to settle down the engine a little bit and make it not as rough between the engine and the transmission, basically. So it's got a big rubber isolator in there and it goes bad on all 12 Cs. And oh. the replacement, there's a billet one for all the newer cars. So you got to rip that thing out, separate the transmission and uh, throw in a new driveline damper. And he was like, just drive the car. It'll be fine. And it turns out he was right. It hasn't broke yet. <laughs> that's never how my stuff goes. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a little problem. And then mine's like the most catastrophic issue ever. And then everybody goes, <laughs> yes. oh, that's never happened before. Well, yeah, th three minutes later, it bends a rod. Man, <laughs> yeah. a flashing check engine light is how I got here. Usually that 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 came from misfire, right? So Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. And that's what it shows up. Uh, basically, the knock sensor, like it gets so rough. Because it's just like the 944, if you know how that is. Uh, it's a flywheel, but the center of it that's connected back to the clutch, it's like a separate piece with a big rubber damper. But inside that, there's two giant hooks. So if the rubber fails, the metal will slam back and forth and pick up those hooks so it'll get you home, right? Mm. So it basically makes sure that there's still some kind of connection back to the transmission, even if it's coming apart. Well, the McLaren engine sees it failing and it starts like knocking back and forth and the knock sensor picks it up on cylinders five six and seven ah. as engine knock because okay. it's exactly where the engine knock should be on those cylinders and he was like mm. if you have those three codes guaranteed driveline damper yeah on mine we decided it would be a good idea to replace the throttle body and uh intake plenum and so doing that uh i got a phone call came in the house went back outside uh, with my friends out there and they're like, oh, we dropped a bolt, but don't worry. We heard it go all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> well, look for that bolt for, oh, geez, I don't know. The two bottom three of days. what? Yeah, that was the question as it turns out. Uh, look for that bolt for two or three days. Went to Porsche, bought a replacement bolt for $18. I shamed them over that. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? You're going to sell me this bolt for $18? They're like, Yep. Fired the yep. car back up. Everything was great. Got about two blocks away from the house and discovered that what had really happened was that bolt went in the intake manifold. Yep. Yep. You found it. You found the bolt. And that's how I ended up down this road because I needed a new engine. And I said, you know, it doesn't make any sense to pull the engine out. Just redo that head head gasket put it back together again. That's boring. Definitely. Yeah, that's how you end up with a thousand horse engine because you had to. <laughs> there was really no other option. No, no, there wasn't. John, is your background engineering or something? I mean, you know tech. a tech. Okay, so yeah. you started mining crypto? I've done some crypto because it was a fun place to play. But, uh, you know, I kind of started out working on computers, building websites, uh, okay. building computers and stuff because my dad's um, engineering company does a lot of SCADA systems. So when we do the computer deployments, he would go do the SCADA side and he'd like order a whole bunch of Dells and be like, set all these up, put all the right what they were PCI cards, maybe some ISA cards back in that day. And I build out all the computers for the clients and uh, image the hard drives, copy it to all of them, you know, and then go deploy everything. And that was when I was like 13, 14, and then went to, you know, go work fast food like everybody does for a bit and then went right back into tech and did that for 12, 13 years for Fortune 500 stuff. I mean, you and Dan are almost have the identical story, right? Dan, you and you and your father were in computers as well? Yeah, uh, started in ISP in the mid-90s. Oh, awesome. Dial-up ISP. Yes. Dude, I, I love that stuff. Those the are the serial, coolest stories. Yeah. Serial is real man's networking. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I hate it to like, there's nothing I hate more, but it's so cool to see the big arrays of modems and serial interfaces and all that stuff that, that made yeah. all the magic happen. Yeah. It got to the point where I could tell you exactly which options were selected in the, in the, the V32 dial. and V was it V42 bis uh, dial up. Yeah. Just listening to it during yeah. the dial period. Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably did a lot of serial stuff with uh, what is SCADA supervisory control. Yeah. PLCs, all that fun stuff. And it was all serial back in the day. A lot of RS-485 still. Um, but yeah, a lot of 232 to interface to the controllers. And, uh, you know, now, thank God, it's all Ethernet. Yeah, that that's all yeah. I deal with today, too, is is mostly Ethernet. Um, we, we had like huge racks of, of external modems. And uh, then then later went to 56K. That was fun. Uh, more like the, um, the the chassis units. Yeah, modem aggregators and all that cool stuff. Yeah, dude, I never got to see that stuff in reality, but I know I know what it was like. I I came from the dial up days, but not from the ISP side. Dan was a Quake champion. Oh uh. no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Well, I I started playing competitively in like 1997, which was not okay. long after Quake came out, and then uh, QuakeCon which was the, still is the big Quake tournament every year. I won that in 1997 and 1998. Nice. And, uh, that's, that's actually how I ended up being in Dallas. I, I moved to Texas. I got a job as a, uh, as a deathmatch slash level design guy uh, as a contractor at id software here in town and uh, worked at Ion Storm on the ill-fated projects that were being developed there it wasn't quakecon was at an arena down there too right it moved around uh i think see quakecon 1997 was in a hotel in plano 98 was at the infomart in dallas uh which is a beautiful building if you've ever driven down i-35 just down into downtown dallas it's hard to miss 99 they were having them in in the uh Hyatt Regency Hotel. These days, it's been hosted at the uh, at the Gaylord, and uh, I've kind of taken over networking responsibilities. There's about an 8,000, 9,000 computer, bring your own computer section uh, in the Gaylord. So I built the network with a couple other guys for that for about the last for about the last ten years. So That's awesome. They don't yeah. let me compete anymore. So <laughs> looks like my audio cut out, guys. I can't hear you anymore. Can you hear now? Anyone? I can ah. hear. This would happen today. <laughs> He'll figure it out then. Yeah. Right. Reboot. Time him. Uh. Okay, I he's on the clock. So you guys did go to the last 2K, right? Final. I went to it and watched. Oh, didn't bring your car. Yeah, that too was um, yeah too too slow. No, um, I broke in Kansas last year. Yeah, and um, I still have not gotten it back together. I see. It's been a year. It was supposed to be the motor was supposed to be rebuilt for Abilene, which is like three months after Kansas. Sure. And um, John put the motor back and he, he was testing it and he said that the head was cracked. Ah. So he's like, well, I'm not going to send it back to you. So um, he kept it. And then he was supposed to make it available for, um, was it Hondo? I got it back. It had no compression. Oh, wow. Well, it did once we, once we oh, he's back. The you How long was that? It was one minute exactly. Oh, boy. Well, I, I did the highly technical solution, which is reboot. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah they're getting nice. back. I did not go. I did not bring the car. Dan came down to visit with me because I brought the RV and we we hung out and you know we basically videoed and made fun of people who can't roll race. Ah, you know. Ah. Oh yeah, Taylor's car was there on a trailer. That's the second year it's been <laughs> at Texas 2K. The last two years on a trailer. The year Ouch. before that, my car was on a trailer at TX2K and didn't come off. So like three out of the yeah last three years, we we've got that covered. But yeah. my, um, I had no intention of racing there. It just happened that it was in transport and it made sense to keep it, Park it there. I don't like the walls at TX2K. And I know they, they do really great track prep and everything, but I've seen it happen so many times. I mean, going back to being a teenager, uh, you know, there was always some kid in a Camaro that hit the wall. You know, I figure that's probably not going to be me. At least historically, that's been true. But I don't want to race a car uh, on a drag strip at that kind of power level if I don't feel like, if I can just walk away from it and not feel bad about losing the car. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's the best case scenario is you lose the car, let alone you get hurt yourself. So yeah, yeah I, I it's a thing we it. debate all the time, John, it's, you know, it's, it's such a, a good prep, but every time we go, you know, there's four or five cars that destroy themselves. Yeah. You over know? the wall, it, through the wall. 
Yeah. There's always something like that there. I mean, it is rare where you start a spin at that track and you don't hit a wall. And you go to shift sector and you go to these airstrip events and you slide, you possibly won't even slide off if you right. slide You'll, at all. <laughs> you're 150 foot wide yeah. and you're probably going to end up in the grass because yeah. runways, runways are the setup. They're made for planes to crash on. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've been so. 45 degrees, 60 degrees on the runway. And aside from having to clean my pants out a little bit, I was totally fine. That had been on a drag strip car. Probably and, totaled. I mean, yeah. Casey totaled um, the red car and there was over a million dollars in that car. Oh, Heartbreaking. Crazy. I feel so, like 2K safety is pretty good. You know, the walls are good, even though you're probably, if you hit it, you're going to climb it. That's kind of the, the thing. But yeah. the sand trap's great. Even when people go into the sand at crazy mile an hour, it seems like they pretty much walk mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. So... It was good. It's probably, I think that's my favorite track. It sucks that it's gone. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, those things were designed in the 1960s. So we're going to probably stick to half mile stuff on the runway. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have spectators, you have to have the walls because you, you can't have the cars coming into the that spectators. close. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Shift sector. The spectators are a mile Further away. away. <laughs> it seems yeah. Like. I, I love shift sector. But even when you're all the way up at like the edge of the taxiway in the grass, you're like straining mm -hmm. to see the cars, out, mm -hmm. especially out at the big end. Kansas is is good. Uh, Abilene's actually runs away from the audience. Indy is pretty good. Honda's okay. Honda's okay. So Abilene, I guess, is the worst because it, the, the run yeah, runs away, away from you. Well, I kind of mm -hmm. like the Abilene layout because the, the, the cars are, are great. Ang angled away from the spectators, right? So the spectators can actually get fairly close to the runway in comparison. In the beginning. You, you know, that you is cool. See, you don't that... see the big end as much, but you know, I guess the interesting stuff happens in first, second, and third gear anyway. So, mm -hmm. so John, are you going to go to uh, Kansas? Because we are attempting. Probably. I'll probably be. I don't know what I'm going to bring if anything i don't have anything fast right now i don't think just that doesn't stop everybody stuff. that's true there's a lot of slow cars that do if, show up if i uh if you don't mind me quoting todd a lot of peasants come <laughs> <laughs> i'll bring my i8 out there and i'll cut my uh i'll cut my three seconds zero to 60 and then at the big end i'll be going like 100 oh my god so what what is your current lineup of cars right now where and where do you keep them um, I'd say a lot of it's at my house, but what I've got, I've got that I eight. That's actually really fun. I, everyone says it's dirt slow, but with the electric assist and it's taking off, it's kind of fun. And then well, I've got that electric, uh, Geo Metro, which it's a Selectria force factory electric car. And it's the slowest thing in the world. I don't know if it can even get over 70. I've never oh, wow. actually tried. And then the new F250, my Volt that I have set up to be self-driving, 67 Camaro that's LS swapped, Rolls-Royce that's LS swapped, uh, my S10 that's LS swapped. And um, <laughs> let's swap the world. Yeah, I've got an Escalade that's about to get LS swapped just because, you know, the LQ that's in it blew up. Oh, yeah, I've got that off-road Corvette. Oh, obviously. the one you just bought from Lee? Yes, another LS. That's um, cool. It, Needs a clutch already. I let some other people take it out. I parked it at my dad's shop and I was like, anybody can drive it. It's bulletproof. Uh -huh. They broke it in two days. Oh. They burnt the clutch up in two days. My God. Well, I like see an opportunity. <laughs> you, you could have the world's fastest half mile Rolls Royce. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. You know, that was okay. that was kind of a goal, but I actually can't because that older guy, I can't think of his name. I think it's Mike. He has another LS swapped Rolls Royce that has a, a back at rear end that's built like correctly and mine exploded oh. because at, we launched it a couple times and it blew up the ha uh the cvs or the half shafts it has basically like tank axles but they're not made to hold any power <laughs> so we did some burnouts and then there was just cv parts all over the ground just get going 30 miles an hour and then go and then hammer it yeah 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 uh but his is uh He's got like twins on it and nitrous and he's already running like 999 with a six, 7,000 pound car, whatever that thing weighs. What? Wow. Yeah. So it's like, I will never beat that guy. He is legitimately fast and the car is much nicer than mine. I mean, he hasn't run it like that. <laughs> he hasn't I've, run it in the half mile yet. You could have the fastest one until he does. I could, I could, but his, uh, his is great. And I no longer want to work on mine. You know, I did it. <laughs> it was fun. I know but, how that feels. Yeah, it's just it's not nice enough to keep working on. It was cool. You would take the i8, maybe. Yeah, maybe, or or we'll buy something. Ah, Who knows? Ah, I like it. That's a, that's the Taylor attitude right there. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Well, I don't have a car. Well, let's just buy one. Yeah, that's that's what I did with the Adam. He delivered it to the track first time I ever saw it. And so, how far of a drive is Independence from? You're in Wichita, right? 
Oh, it's close. Uh, hour 30, two hours. Oh, tornado alley. One time John covered a tornado on one of his, on one of his videos and you were on your little segue, right? Yeah. On my uh, boosted scooter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God. And that just went through town and just tore it up, man. That was the big tornado hit my house in 92. The one we're in right now and leveled it. Oh. And so it got rebuilt then it was coming right back from my house again. Like I, I showed you guys in that video, like the tornado was literally right in line with the house and I thought it was going to hit it. Yeah. So I finally, like when I could see it right down the street, I finally ran downstairs and then it like <laughs> right in front of my house, just made a little bit of a right turn and took out the YMCA and it's all the like super viral footage where Timmer posted of the town wow. getting destroyed again. Yeah. Missed me by about a mile by the time it made that turn in front of the house. Mm -hmm. That's that's insane. I grew up in St. Louis and we had tornadoes through, through uh, Missouri as well. But the guys and I were just talking about Kansas because um, I don't know if you heard, John, that there's a super roll that uh, one of the guys, Ryan, put together. <clears throat> it's a 16 car bracket. It's going to be a roll race competition throughout. I guess it's beyond Saturday. It was a thousand dollar buy in. So I think it's like uh -huh. a $16,000 payout. Wow. And I got in. I don't know why. But I signed up, so <laughs> I think my first race is against a 2200 horsepower Calvo Viper. <laughs> yeah, and uh, like yeah. I can't play in that, obviously. I don't have anything fast enough. Uh, and then, of course, Just like you'll it. be there, Giddy will be there. I'm not, I'm not buying a 3000 <laughs> horsepower GTR that probably can't even run a real half mile. You know what you should do? You should buy buy Kyle Loftus uh, R8. Oh, no, it's built by the wrong company. I will never touch. I he gets really upset, but I would not ever buy a twin turbo anything that did not come from underground. Ah. Like there's only one company that can do it for real, and it is not AMS, and it's not cheapy, and it's not CFI. It's not anybody but underground. But it oh, might be T1 now. They have a formula. No, no. still underground. Yep, still underground for me forever. There's a warranty, but I know how long they last. Like we put 35,000 hard miles at 1,250 horsepower on Brian's. Uh, I just trust those guys to do it. And I've been through, well, I had a Hefner car that ate an engine. I, and I love Jason, obviously. He he is amazing at what he does. Definitely knows how to build cars, but I'm probably going to take the one with the warranty mm -hmm. that Proline built the engine on. Yeah, yeah. I did a road rally with, uh, with a Hefner R8 from... Yeah. Colorado Springs to Las Vegas car ran great, but if you're going to try to put 35,000 miles on it and treat it like a regular car. Yes. If you want to daily drive a thousand plus horsepower, it has to come from underground. Everybody else is like, well, that's the cost of playing. You know, the engine breaks every 5,000 miles hmm. and underground's like, you could drive this car forever and it won't break. <laughs> I'm like, All right. I like you guys. So. No warranties are good. Now, does T1 do a warranty, Dan? They do. Uh, on, but I think they're still, I mean, I don't know if there's a whole lot of evidence uh, out there at this point that says, you know, how long stuff lasts. But I mean, Tony does things very well. I Well, I there's know. two ways. There are two ways to look at it, right? You can buy a, a, a untouched motor, 1400 horsepower package, or you can buy, you know, a stage three plus from underground with a built motor. So yeah. are they is T1 warranting the um, their package that's that's untouched? The motor's untouched. Yes, they are. But yeah. I don't know what the details of the warranty are. Like, hey, we warranty everything that we put on Except it. But if, for the the motor. Engine, if the engine breaks in half, that's your problem. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I haven't got that far down the road. I was kind of thinking about buying one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Underground makes a quality product. That's all there is it, to it. They, they did tell us to stop one time. We were live streaming. Uh, we we oh. took the underground car out. And I was live. And we were on... Um, m1 raceway road tracking the car and there we were like five laps in and mm -hmm. kevin like the message pops down on top of my live and he's like stop doing that oh <laughs> he was, really he was like you will kill it if you try to make full boost for like 38 minutes in a row oh so, yeah we stopped but yeah we we were like three laps in like really beating on the car and he was like this is a terrible terrible plan you cannot road course twin turbo cars like that okay he so probably also doesn't want his pride and joy creation being live streamed to death on, on while that. it blows up well yeah like yeah you can only uh i guess you can only be wide open throttle for about a mile or something before things start to get really really hot he basically said we were just going to cook the thing we're going to be up in well my goal is to be in kansas um yeah dan's dan's goal is to be in kansas taylor's goal is to be in Kansas. We all have goals. Absolutely. Okay? Um, Dan is the furthest away, I think, from it being a reality because he's still looking for motor parts. I'm not incredibly optimistic. I went to yeah. Minnesota this last weekend because I was in Iowa in an attempt to get some parts from a cup car guy, but I didn't. I was not able to. 
but uh, did they did they end up not working out or the guy failed? Uh, he had there. he had his engine being shipped back to him in a crate. Oh, and so uh, he said, "Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to have it or not. If you if I do, you can have them. If not, I'll ship them to you." So I at least got to talk to the guy. And these parts are so hard to find. Is the is the the thing? What are you looking right. for? Cam housings, camshaft housings. So like oh, on, the, on the Metzger, the head is two piece. So, sure. yeah. and so I need GT3 parts for that because, you know, RPM reasons for selection of the lifter specifically. He needs, he needs it. Josh. Yes, it is. It is required. Uh, I can take the, take the rev limit from 7,700 to 9,000 changes gearing changes a lot of things in the positive for me. So when you're doing straight line racing, the longer you can keep it in one gear is such a game changer. Mm-hmm. 60 miles an hour in first gear this is good because i can't use first gear now first gear is kind of like you know trying to balance between not destroying anything in the drive line and yet still getting going and then not right. hitting the rev limiter so hard that you scare everybody including yourself yeah. yourself because you can't shift fast enough mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you how many times i leave transmissions in automatic now whenever i can because <laughs> that first gear shift how are you supposed to shift out of first when it lasts 2.5 seconds like yeah. you floor it and you're trying to launch and it's like it's spin and it hits the limiter <laughs> Yeah. Well, the good thing, Dan uh, just took advantage of the new 997 gear sets that Bill Raider has. So they just okay. came out with gear sets for the 997. I mean, I'm on a 996 tranny because I've had that since I bought the car. So I'm geared like I should be. But now Dan and the 997s can actually get the longer gears that they need for the half mile. Yeah, 997 nice. GT nice. cars had 996 uh, transmission cases, essentially. Okay. So yeah, they were I assume it's stronger, late. right? Yeah. Yeah, they, they put different gears in them, but the the layout itself, they had that I guess Porsche does that. They 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 use older stuff that's more proven uh in in the cars like if you got a a 991 cup car that was still a Mesger engine even though the road version, moved on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So that's what I'm trying to find is 991.1 cup cam housings which there can't be too many of those out there especially the people want to get rid of right Right. yeah i mean really the only way is if somebody splits one of those engines in half and the top end still happen to be good and then they're they're just looking to sell parts and i found it but i can't get my hands on it for another couple weeks which i'm kind of in that zone right now where the optimist in me says plenty of time and the realist in me says you needed those in february so i yeah Look at the timing. I mean, my motor is in Arizona right now because he had to re-ring okay. the cylinders because we were we didn't have compression. And um, so he got it Monday, a week from a week ago uh, today, took it apart. And uh, he said he had to order the ring. So he should have the motor back together and then back to me within a couple of days, I, I would say maybe a week, and then um, put the car back together with the new turbos. The problem is Steve is going to be out of town like half of May. I don't know if I told you guys that. He's leaving like on May 10th and he's not coming back until June 1st or 2nd. Man, that guy is always on vacation. He's going to Scotland (laughs) to play golf and he's going to Indy 500. So if I don't get it back before he goes out of town for him to... Plus, I have to modify the intake. So there's some stuff to be done to be ready for Kansas. And then Dan, here Dan is thinking, he doesn't even have parts for his motor. So And so now anyway. I have to make some decisions. There's a lot of time though, right? Like when is uh, Kansas is... Oh, it's like June, June 10th. 10th and 11th, I think. There's not a lot of time. No. <laughs> yeah, you said he's going in May. It is May. It is May, yeah. 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 How did this happen? Oh yeah. my gosh. I just realized it now too. It's like, oh, today is May. This well, is why... Casey and Kevin fly in. So underground doesn't bother bringing a car. They're just there for support. Uh, I was like, dude, I'm going to fly in too. Cause that seems way cooler than bringing a car. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on my pilot's license for uh, quite a while. I'm getting close and my airport I fly out of is like three minutes from my house. I literally like, pull out of the driveway and I'm there. Nice. And then to Indy, it takes me about 15 minutes. So I can just, and I, I use that for practice all the time. I was like, dude, this is way cooler if I land. And it, it shuts the race down, right? You know, every <laughs> plane that lands, the race has to stop. So it's mm-hmm. even more fun to show mm-hmm. up and uh, <laughs> stop the race for you. The racers so, love it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we really yeah, appreciate that. I know. I can't tell you how many times I was like, look at this stupid plane. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring a plane. That's cool. So do you, ha- <laughs> do you have a plane too? No, no, it's oh. a rental. It's the flight schools. But oh, okay. Yeah, we, we our flight school planes, we can rent whenever we want. So it's kind of oh, nice. Because nice. uh, didn't, um, I think Garrett Mitchell has a Piper. No, he has a, uh, he's got a, uh, it's a cub car- a carbon cub. It's not a carbon, Piper yeah. cub. Carbon oh, okay. cub is a, uh, it's a stall STOL plane. So okay. Short takeoff and landing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. He only needs like 10 feet of runway. <laughs> you can take off so fast. Full brakes, full throttle, let the yeah. tail lift up and let the wheels roll and you're in the air. Well, That's the cool. Our guys have that Icon airplane, right? They, the... he, uh, he, they do have an Icon A3, but they don't fly that anymore because they've got a, a Cirrus SR-22. I think since they're both going to have their license now, they're picking up a vis uh, Vision jet. Wow. Kevin and got so... his license as well. Yeah, Kevin's finishing his up right now. Oh, my God. Well, I think we know uh, why they uh, can afford to have warranties, because if their margins are good enough to have two jets. Remember the post they made? Hey, which color should we get our new jet in? What's a jet like that cost? Mm. It's got to be seven I, figures, I would think. But they're they're doing like a partner thing. That that would be that's what we should do, guys. We should just have one car. Yeah, you know, I, thought, I, I was way off. Vision jets actually start at three. I did not realize they were that cheap. Mm. It's all it's really small. But uh, yeah, three, three to three point five, and use two to two point five. So well, yeah. if if my car isn't ready for Kansas, and and you mentioned the Super Roll, I may just bring this with me to play with. I don't know. Oh, is that Philadine? It is. Okay, cool. Is that the uh, the new TITS tits timing system? <laughs> yes, the Texas Instrumentation and Timing System, or the Texas Invitational Telemetry System, depending on how you look at it. I like but, the name. Um, is I that just, is that what some of the hardware there? Yeah, yeah. I um I picked this up a little while ago. These used to be prohibited. This is actually what I wanted to use back in 2017, but they're just prohibitively expensive back then. But now I actually found one for a reasonable sum. So what the big ones like 40 or 30, 30, 40,000, and that one's the smaller puck that's 13, 15,000, something like that, right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. What are you using yeah. it for? For well, systems? Uh for creating a 3D model of cars on a um, on a roll race. Okay, cool. He's developing a starting system to eliminate the slingshots. Oh, well, that that kind of takes away the spirit of roll racing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would just yeah. I won't say it, but I had I yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep my mouth shut. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Last thing we want is that we just want a flagger that says yeah, that looks pretty good. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I I have a working system now, but it involves uh having to place something in the cars, uh which is great other than the fact that it's hard enough for a driver to just get his car down the track, let alone have to operate some additional device. So, I got that far and I said, "Oh wow, this actually all works. This is pretty cool." And then I was trying to work out a way to, you know, take that back-end system, make it passive so that the, the cars don't have to do anything. So it's playing around with this LiDAR sensors, playing around uh, with something else, and uh, kind of a combination of the two, I think, is really where it's going to be at. I think it'll be really cool to have data for how fast the cars really were in both lanes instead of the the radar estimation. Mm -hmm. So that, that would be sweet. I was thinking about this last night, Dan. Is it going to be an app where... You know where it flashes and then quickly flashes when the, when it's go time or a three two one or I actually had I was laying in bed thinking about how what's the visual to a driver on the go. Well, what I built already is uh, you got a flag guy sending the cars. Uh, it knows when they start moving, so if somebody lags behind, you have the ability to flag them there and say, "Hey, you weren't keeping up from the very get go." Get with the program. But uh, essentially, everything would be exactly the same that it is now. You've got a you know, some sort of traffic signal. Like I've got a big LED traffic signal that I that I rigged up uh, to to actuate. But you know, it would be whatever. Like at TX2K, they have a similar thing with LED traffic lights. And uh, is once you enter that starting area, it would consider you eligible for a start, and it'll know, you know, within a few centimeters of where you are. But there's a few caveats and gotchas in there. Like it knows where that box is, which would usually be in the windshield of the car. So Different cars have different lengths of, you know, from windshield to front bumper, weird things like that. Mm. Easy to work through, just things you kind of got to keep in mind. And, uh, you know, once they were in that speed range that was set for a start and they were in that area, then it green lights. You got to be able to do it without something in the car. The car, that seems like a big drawback. Maybe if anything in this zone is moving at X rate, then those are the two cars, right? Because well, people I, can only walk so fast and there's nothing else around. Yeah, I mean, so. I've I've got a camera set up yeah. with OpenCV and so right, I yeah. can, I can do image uh, recognition. Exactly. But, mm -hmm. you know, I've been working on this for a couple of years. <clears throat> I'm not going to be saying that they're going to be using it at uh, Super Roll, although I would love for that to be the case, but You're not going to have it done by Kansas? 
No, <laughs> no, no. It's definitely a really cool idea. Well, it, well, it, it goes back to underground racing. You and, could save TI if you got this working. <laughs> yeah, you know? I just I just need to find the time to do it. You know, I'm working yeah. too much. Uh, Underground's just the best at what they do. That's and, and especially the roll race. Like everyone's like they cheated. I'm like, dude, they just know how to use the system better than you. <laughs> they just know exactly where that window is. That they can be, you know, all they're in the anti lag in the first couple of seconds, and it's you know there are you can hear them get out of the anti lag way before the light turns green. Like they're in the power. So everyone else just needs to follow. And a lot of people started following them. Yeah. I mean, and if you just, if you just leave and completely races. ignore the rules, then yeah. 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 You just leave. That's what everyone else started doing that. They're like, yep, we're close enough. Let's. And let that's really, that's really what happened at TI. They would just leave. Right. And then because the 60 miles an hour start goes out the window during eliminations. Yeah. It just does. Yeah. Cause they're you 70 know? or 80 mile an hour starts and stuff like that. And, and I mean, that just, I, that just uh, helps them anyway, because they can get more power down from the higher start speed, right? When I raced uh, Miles and he was in the left lane, so he paced. I went back and looked at the video. We launched at 90. We're at 90 in miles his, an hour. In his uh, Integra or whatever? The yeah. ACS car? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Dan, are you going to go to Kansas if your car is not ready? Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's I wanted well. to go to Hondo, but I just didn't want to go by myself. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. I figure there's about 100% chance that somebody will be going. I just don't know who yet. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh, I'm whether... going. And, and I told Steve today, he's not happy with me because um, he wants a whole new intake, you know, like a dual throttle body. I'm like, man, there's no time. So we're going to cut my, my intake and we're going to, we're going to cut it in half and we're going to mount it to the motor. Cause right now the intake has heat cycled so much that it doesn't line up with the flanges of the, of the, um, the in intake ports. Wow. Off. So Steve has to take the whole intake and squeeze it in. Or is it stretch out one of the two to get the holes to line up? Well, so, your intake is head gasket thickness bound as well. And and I think your your head gasket thickness changed by a, a fairly or gasket thickness overall changed by a fairly large amount. Yeah. So the cases are now further apart. So those those holes are further apart. So he's got to take that. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut the intake and then bolt it down and have my fabricator come tack it like tack it in a bunch of spots. And then take it off and then re-weld it to where at least it sits flat. Because okay. Steve, either way, Steve's like, look, it's going to happen again. This thing is going to, because Metzger's flex. They flex several millimeters when they heat, when they move around. And so that that cracks my intake because it's one piece. There's no rubber couplings on it anywhere. Like Dan's has rubber couplings. So it also seems like even with gaskets, right? The flanges are going to do that maneuver as you stretch it to make yep. it fit. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really hard to make it seal. And yep. obviously that matters a lot. That's that's what his big problem is. Steve's like, look, yeah. okay, I'll put it back together. But when it comes back, you know, I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm like, ah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a pain to remove, you know, that motor and undress it. And that's our biggest problem with the Porsche engines in general is because of that, you know, like Lego case design. They're not like a traditional block that is 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 essentially very rigid they do they sure. move they flex and they're almost like uh, rotary style you know studs right that's that everything is is clamped together with and you, you just can't put it if you put the kind of torque on it you really want to put on it then you start warping things and bad other bad things happen so i think yeah. there's probably in order to get you know we, we can make 1400 1500 horsepower now pretty well yeah but that that 2000 horsepower is number is something that we really can't do you know partly displacement limits and partly um you know just we don't have the you know the parts that can't be true gtrs make 3000 on four ones at one block right yeah our <laughs> yeah, motors are block. in eight pieces yes, you know i know i know yeah that's with you i was gonna say if you guys considered buying gtrs i did and um and i got told no get a 911 instead and you know at that point i i have a really hard time telling my wife no so yeah i can't get over the the looks of a gtr i don't know man after seeing <laughs> jeff's run i i i can't I can't say I haven't thought about it. Well, look, Jeff's not. I mean, you might, you might know Jeff Naughton. I don't know if you know him, John, but he's a Kansas City guy. He had the white I, GTR. I've heard of him. He, it's all home built, pretty basic setup, and it's fast. I think it's yeah. a CCO built motor that Jeff does all the work it, on. Oh, in the garage. It might okay. be that motor, yeah. Yeah, he but two sixteen. He, he comes out and does two fifteen, two sixteen, and I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah. 
Yeah, he makes us feel slow. Well, well, yeah, I don't miss my GTR at all. I, some days I want to buy another one just because it's kind of it's it's interesting. It's a weird, it's such a weird car because it's so outdated. And the reason I bought one is because I was like, oh, I love how old these feel. And oh, then yeah. I get one and start daily driving, and I'm like, I hate how old this feels. Really? Yeah. So it's it's tricky. I would and mine like, was just yeah, it's just an FBO I would feel car like it's and a futuristic car, but it's not. It's not anymore. They were designed in 2006, 2007. And they came out as 2008s, right? I mean, yes, they're yes. they're old now. I mean, very sucks. very very old. It sucks, but it's true. Uh, I don't know, man. 991.2 or maybe 992 Turbo. That's probably going to be the pinnacle of the Porsches. Yeah, I really think that's probably one of the greatest cars ever made. I, I say over and over, if you can only own one car, that is the car. There's nothing better because it. Mm -hmm. you can be an old man whenever you want, shut off sport mode and the car shuts up. And then mm -hmm. you want to be a kid and hoon around and you hit sport plus and that car is out of control. And I just love that it has multiple personalities and can do anything. You got to get one or you just yeah. use Brian's. Actually, that's the best option. <laughs> when someone else's. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, I think you might need to take it in for service. It wasn't running quite right. Yeah. You're right. I'll borrow it. Yeah. Uh, I'll drive it to the service for you. It'll be back within two to three months. Well, I'm interested to see what you actually bring to Kansas. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see. Probably nothing. You can't rent a manual transmission anymore. I'm going to have to rent something, even if it only goes 80 miles an hour, so I have a chance at getting points in the manual class, because otherwise I'm, I'm hosed. I've already missed the first race. Gonna miss probably realistically. I started out all excited in January, like, oh, I'm totally gonna make it in March. No, not so much. And here we are, it's May. I was trying to think of what I had I could loan you with a manual, but I don't think I have anything at the moment. They're strangely hard to come by. Yeah. Oh, the off-road Corvette. We're good to go, man. It'll probably go, it'll go hundred. Hilarious. What does that have? A 32s on it? I mean it has 30, 33, yeah, 33 and a half or something. Yeah, <laughs> that would be. But by the end of the half mile, all the dirt would have flung off of it. Yeah, but it's got to be going so fast because it's it's so slow out of the hole with those tires. But I think out on the big end yeah. where it's turning like no RPM right now, it yeah, that might true. be scary, scary, scary. And it, it's a convertible, or yeah. it just doesn't have a roof. One of the two. It just doesn't have anything. You, I guess you have doors. <laughs> it might I, I don't that. need to win. I just, I just need to <laughs> need make to get pass. down. The Throw a clutch in that. Let's see Dan drive it. I just it'll be to, it'll uh, be done soon. It'll be done I, very soon. I just need to break the beams, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, hey. we, need to get, we need to get the points because we're going after the the, the grand prize, well, which I don't know. I don't even know what the grand prize is actually. I have been actively searching for a way to rent something that I could run in the manual class. Remember, Hertz has that. Uh, I think it's a GT five hundred that they're renting. Is that an auto? An auto or a manual? They're all autos. Ah. They're and there are none in the Midwest. It's really hard to get those. Mm. It's a coastal thing. I've tried to rent oh. those. Maybe Turo might be an option, but I don't want to get sued. And I don't really, I, I would not rent somebody's car personal vehicle and then try to go race it. That just oh, you'd be surprised. Add. Just I saw an article. Off. Someone has done that with Turo for sure. Yeah. Well, it's that teacher. Sure. That article is about two weeks old or whatever. That yeah. teacher. They built an LS swapped S10, which looked kind of cool. And they were going to go run half that run TI or something. Oh, they were going to run the Texas mile, which makes literally no sense in an S10. But I, I guess there's some kind of student built class or something. Mm -hmm. And then the car broke, which, you know, to be expected, they all do. And it was right before the event. So the teacher rented a Supra on Turo. Supra. That's what it was. Yeah. Took it down there and made a bunch of passes. And it seemed like that was all fine. But then okay. the, the owner said it came back with no tires. So I assume the teacher went out and did donuts and stuff until it was gone. So so when did you officially go full time as a YouTuber? Three or four or five years ago now. Wow. I, it's been a while, honestly. It's when, whenever the video came out that said, like, I got fired for YouTubing too much. Does it become a grind? It was a grind for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you make daily videos, it's yeah. a grind. You, you got to like, you can't have any other distractions really people want you to do things and you're like no i don't want to do that i want to make a video every day yeah i'm sure you figured out like how many hours like what's the ratio like how many hours do you spend making a video versus minutes of actual video time or is there some connection i don't know if you're gonna have a 20 minute video on youtube like how long do you actually go all you know in to make it yeah you record an hour and get 20 out of it or I, i'd say 
that usually when I do have an hour, I cut that down to 20 by just delete. I go in with like, I delete so fast, just huge swaths, just trash, just trash, 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 trash. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because I'm like, look, this isn't adding to the story. We were just talking. It wasn't that funny kind of stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't deserve to be in the highlight reel and it all just hits the floor. And then, you know, all the raw footage, I used to keep everything. It seems so extremely knowledgeable of everything you work on. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know any, I know, I know how 12 volt electrical circuits work, which is the basis of all cars. Uh -huh. And and I understand how an engine works and I literally know nothing else. And I don't, I don't read a manual. I just jump in, pull the bolts out and we'll figure it out. But that's another trick to making daily videos is that all the cars I buy have parts availability at O'Reilly's. And if they yeah. don't, I'm not even looking at them. I'm like, okay. no, that car is terrible. Like, well, I don't want to try a TR7. No, that's a terrible car. Nobody wants to watch a TR7. O'Reilly's doesn't stock the parts. There's nothing good about this. You know, what's going to work is like SRT4 Neon, a GMT 800 truck, any Escalade, Porsches, some Porsches, depends on the port. Oh, my Porsche videos have all been bangers. The 944 was huge. The Boxster was huge. But I, I feel like a turbo would be a huge failure. I don't think the turbo would work at all. Honestly, a 200000 dollar car and it's perfect yeah i mean what are you going to do with it in a video you're going to like walk out into the garage and look at it and go <laughs> and then yes cut. Video's yeah. over. <laughs> it's literally it's it's like one video it's i bought the greatest car ever made it's the porsche 911 turbo s you could do what garrett did when he bought his he literally launched it 400 times yeah I mean, that's the coolest thing ever. Porsche's done it. Uh, we made a couple of videos where we just did burnouts forever and people hated them. And I love it. I love the burnout. We're just waiting for our first couple comments. On, yeah, uh, I was going to say, what happens when you see a channel where the comments aren't turned off and just nobody comments anything? <laughs> that's, I'm asking for a friend. That's where we all start. That's where we all start. John, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, absolutely. Really appreciate Always it. down to talk about yeah. cars. So we, we'll see you in Kansas. So hopefully you come over and say hi and give Dan for not having his car ready. Hell yeah. But make sure you put everything I said was a matter of opinion. That way no, no uh, twin turbo car companies get mad at me. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to blame it all on you. Yeah. Yeah. All for the views. All for the views. All right, boys. We good. Yeah, we're good. All right. Well, keep kicking ass on YouTube, John. Hey, yeah, thanks guys. Thank you for listening to, so you think your car is fast podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Also want to thank Redenzo Radar, redenzo.com slash BHT for discounts. Also want to thank Evo Spec Engine Development and Force Performance.